everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Data Dialogues, the premier podcast looking at all things data management. I'm Julian Redmond from Ignition, and I'm excited today to be joined by Ramesh Sharma. Uh, Ramesh is the founder and CEO of Orion Governance, and exciting for me, uh, a new member and sponsor of uh, the DVIC. Ramesh, thanks for joining today. Thanks, Julian. It's a pleasure. So Orion in mythology uh, was the pinnacle of hunting. Um, so good, I guess, he was immortalised by the gods, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, but one of the nice things about Orion is that he was actually, or is, that story is a really accessible way for people to access uh, Greek mythology. Um, so I see Orion governance kind of similar. You're at the pinnacle of what you do, um, but you're also a really good starting point for people to access uh, you know, and t- start take control of their, uh, their information and their enterprise data. So... Why don't you start with maybe giving us a little bit of an overview uh, of how Orion got started um, and what you what made you want to go on that odyssey? Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, I've been in the IT business, uh, running consultancies for many years, working with uh, a lot of big companies in data movement, analytics. And, you know, it's, uh, a lot of times you get stuck in the uh, forest and all you see are trees and you don't really have this uh, idea of there may be a bigger problem at hand. Uh, and this really uh, came up uh, by happen chance. I was asked to lead a modernization effort to migrate uh, from a certain vendor's database to another vendor's database for one of the largest travel companies. And uh, my first question was, if I pull the plug from the old system, uh, who's going to scream the loudest? And you know, where where's the data coming in from? And who are the consumers of this data? And this global travel company being very successful and having acquired a lot of different enterprises. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, funny enough, I couldn't find anyone that had the answer to it. And that's because people came and went. They were paper maps or architectural diagrams that were written, published, but never updated. And yet the enterprise kept running. So uh, I had 10 months and 40 people that I was responsible for to help make this uh, modernization effort go through successfully. Uh, Then I had the aha moment, right? Having been in enterprises, having been involved in building data warehouses and analytics, uh, how come I never really thought about the bigger problem that, at hand? That is, how does information flow and where, who, who consumes it and who's taken derivatives of the work that has been done? Mm. And, you know, we ended up having to hire a bunch of consultants to solve this problem. And and then I, the aha moment was, I've got all the information in front of me, albeit in, say, Da Vinci Code. It's written yeah. in JCL, COBOL, Java, Python. Why can't I interpret all this and create that map that's going to help me modernize? And that's really, uh, that was the beginning of Orion. And uh, went together with my co-founders, said we need to create a solution. And it cannot involve human capital. It's got to be automated. Yeah. And, and that's really the beginning. And then things evolved. You know, regulatory compliance came knocking down the door saying we need to provide traceability for uh, uh regulators and uh, or uh, modernizing etc so a number of use cases just surfaced and we continue to evolve the product and go from there and that's been a very exciting six years now 
Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And and I really relate. We've you know, we've done similar projects and probably similar similar exercises without that aha moment and and uh certainly understand at least from a, a data warehousing perspective. But the uh the enterprise information intelligence graph is I guess the kind of the the key aspect of Orion. Can you tell us what it is, what it does, how that works? Yeah. So uh it is a as a you know to simplify things, uh, I would call it the Google Maps for the IT landscape, right? In the old days, people navigated using paper maps. Uh, that could be architectural diagrams and things that were out of date, and you never really knew until you started using it. And you're like, you know, uh, this doesn't look to be the same as what was documented. So EIG is meant to collect metadata from a wide variety of sources within the enterprise interconnect them, give you the ability to catalog it, uh, but also impute business knowledge or meaning into what you're looking at. So when we consume metadata from a wide variety of sources and build this map, it's nothing but a very technical view of the world and not everybody in the enterprise understands what that is. Hmm. Uh, So we came to the realization that we need to have that model make it useful for different personas in the enterprise. So it's a knowledge graph where you see all the assets interconnected and you're adding additional information. Uh, Just like in Google Maps, you'd see traffic and weather and all this that help make decisions when when you navigate the highways. Here we add data quality and code quality and timeliness. Ultimately, you've got this single source of truth, be it for regulatory compliance, fulfillment, reasons or for monetization so the idea is to provide traceability to provide analytics eliminating duplication so if you've got um, tons of reports do you really need to have one of our customers has a hundred thousand reports so it doesn't really take a hundred thousand reports to run your enterprise and you know you you've heard of a lot of talk now with the movement to the cloud uh how costs are running uh, you know running away and people are asking questions uh, so there is a uh, aspect to what EIG does that gives you what what I call hyper awareness within the enterprise, a federated view of information flow without really being an expert in the specific technology in itself. So be it mainframe, be it Java, be it Python, or traditional uh, database systems, we provide that technology and vendor agnostic view of information flow in near real time. Yeah, that, I don't know if that I mean, answers your question, but uh... well, it, it does in a way. I think um, I think it's really nice to see a focus on enterprise information and the enterprise information flow. And you know, we mostly live in a world, and this audience mostly lives in a world of data warehousing and data lakes and, and analytics and, and BI and all of those sorts of things. And so, you know, there's there's been a concept of of data lineage and you know and and, and governance platforms and stuff. Uh, around the warehouse for quite a while. And I've been in, involved in lots of conversations around how that could extend to data migration projects and, and modernization projects and, you know, and, and, um, and even, you know, a, a, an ESB style messaging, you know, um, enterprise service bus um, type project where, yeah. you know, we're still, those projects still do data integration and just do it Absolutely. in a different way. Yep. And and I think it's been missing. So it's really nice to hear someone talking about 
you know, kind of the enterprise information or the name's really good enterprise information intelligence graph is really what you are graphing, you know, the, the movement of data across the organisation rather than just how did data get specifically to this report, which which is valuable, but it, but it kind of leaves a lot behind, I think. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So I may have answered my next question already, but um, you can elaborate. Um, you know, there are lots of tools that, that do information governance in in various ways and in various levels to you know, various degrees of success. Um, what makes uh, Orion different to to the other offerings that are out there? What makes it, makes it unique? I guess. Um, so so this boils down to the foundations, right? We took the road less traveled, which is a much more difficult path to take, which is the ability to parse code be it mainframe, be it Java, Scala, Python, and essentially break it down to the DNA level, put it in a model where they all coexist and interconnect them together all through automation. Uh, and in the early days, we were told that this was impossible. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were companies advocating governance, and there still are many of them who took what the, what's called the top-down approach to it. So let me just uh, create a fancy UI. Let's talk about business processes and setting up governance structures. Uh, And then let's spend a whole lot of time building a conceptual model to try to fit reality, right? And it's a very waterfall approach. So they are the epitome of why governance is boring or why people don't like governance or they end up quitting after 10 months or so. Because you can't really accomplish anything practical. So fundamentally, the approach we took is different. It's much faster. So we accelerate time to value, get you up and running much quicker than any of the traditional tools can. And we solve problems like impact analysis and traceability that's fact-based and not not Mm fiction-based. So by understanding technical concepts really well and Also understanding the fact that you do need to cater to different personas in the enterprise, right? That there are people with technical know-how and there are people who don't understand the technology behind or the technical structures. So taking a single model, multiple view kind of an approach uh, is really what makes us very different. So we, we do deployments that last weeks, not months or years. Yeah. And yeah, that's, it's always about that acceleration and how could you innovate and build on top of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've done, you know, I, I remember uh, probably 15 years ago doing a, you know, a governance program for a large government body in one of the states in Australia. And it was very much that top down, we will put in a governance structure, we will, mm-hmm. you know, define all of our business terms and we will then build Know, data quality metrics or other KPIs around it, and then you will all be appointed stewards, and and then we will have perfect data. And and you know, it it I guess we didn't have much you know an, an alternative way to approach it. But since then, I guess we've moved into an idea of you know non-intrusive governance, where we build up the governance assets as we yeah. go along, project by project. And I think that aligns perfectly with what you're talking about. Um, and it also aligns really well with with uh, Data Vault and the the idea that you do things incrementally. So, how is uh, EIIG going to be a benefit to to Data Vault customers? Do you think? Well, you know, giving them insight, 
into uh, what is happening in the vault without exposing the complexity. As you know, we've partnered with Ignition as well with your your team to provide that insight uh, for the data vault customers. I think that's going to be very important. And and given that you could use different technologies, but you know you're building off of the concept there. Mm. Uh, it becomes very critical, and, and it also makes it expandable to the wider enterprise. It's not just focused, uh, as you said, continue to expand, build on top of what you've already built, and that's how this works. Yeah, so I like the idea of um, you know building, building, you know, or even identifying business case. So obviously, in Data Vault, there's the concept of a business key, which which is essentially, uh, uh, you know, using the business's language to describe what they have or what they do. So, you know, so it can be, um, you know, customers or it can be a product or it can be a service or those sorts of things. And it really sounds like you're helping map where does the information around those particular keys live within the organisation. And then in the vault model, we're going to bring it together. And I think it allows us to do it in tandem. So we're, we're you know, we're essentially assessing uh, where data lives we're deciding how we want to frame it up to give you know give access to users for self-service and those sorts of things, and then the the nice outcome of that is you know obviously being able to support it with impact analysis and sure. uh, you know and 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 the end-to-end lineage to know that it's actually you know it's actually what was stated in the source system. I was going to say true, but we know that not necessarily everything in the source system is true, but it. Uh, but certainly, as long as we can reconcile to what was entered into the source, that's um, that's a big step forward. So. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to add data quality to it as well, right? So we propagate data quality through the lineage as well. So what you're yeah. looking at in the data vault many times could be impacted by inconsistencies or bad quality of information coming in to yeah. provide that transparency and, and allowing you to remediate it. I think it's a... Yeah, another good element there. We have a, you know, we have the concept of, of business rules in the in the data vault world, and you know, obviously you can apply lots of uh, lots of patches on data in a warehouse, but it's pretty expensive to actually, you know, keep putting band aids on your data problems to identify where they're where they're coming from um, exactly. and remediate them at source. As uh, Noel Ibishon, who's our our senior data vault trainer. Um, keeps talking about is, is you know it's it's uh, less than a third of the cost if you remediate the data quality at source. So absolutely, yeah. All right. So how do you guys plan to uh, engage with Data Vault customers? Uh, how are you going to get involved with the community? Yeah, we're we're actually excited to be partnering with Ignition uh, and other advocates in the Data Vault community. Uh, that's uh, how we see the growth here, and we would love to hear. Uh, and engage with uh, you guys further to see how we can improve that data vault experience and how could we bring what Orion does to help members of the data vault community better, serve them better. Yeah. Be it, be it regulatory compliance or impact analysis or tr- trust, data trust, or showing you where the bad da- data came from, et cetera. So, Great. So, so you're on the community now. Uh, you, you're up in lights as one of our new sponsors, which is fantastic, and thank you for doing that. Um, so people obviously can reach out to some of your to- team who are already uh, online uh, on the, the DBIC forum. 
Um, I assume they can find you on the web and LinkedIn and all of those sorts of things as well, but obviously they can reach out through through myself or the Ignition team as well. Um, is there anything else you wanted to, to share with us? Uh, no, this is uh, very exciting, uh, Julian, and uh, you know, thank you for uh, you know uh, making that connection opening our world to what's going on in the data vault community. And, uh, you know, that's where we, uh, you know, we're, we're excited and we think we can do a lot of great things together. Yeah, I, I'd agree completely. I mean, you know, I thank you to you as well for joining and it's exciting to see where this partnership's going to go. So appreciate your time. Looking forward to it. Yeah.